Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Where Rodeo Meets the Road, brought to you by the Arena Press. Today, our guest is PRCA bullfighter Brody Smith. Hey Brody, how's it going? Man, it's going great. How are you today? Oh, I'm hanging in there, that's for sure. Um, so this is the show where rodeo meets the road, and um, you were out on the road uh, this past weekend. Where were you this weekend? Uh, this past weekend, I was in West Plains, Missouri, at the uh, Extreme Bulls in Bronx, Wayward Sons Productions put on. You know, it was a pretty, pretty cool ordeal up there. We got to go inside, and they packed the stands and had some bands after that played, and it was just, just a good weekend to uh, Extreme Bulls, Extreme Bronx, just overall, it was what, everything you could ask for, really. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, and that's the greatest thing, you know, about rodeo. I love rodeo because, it, it, you know, we pack the stands all the time, you know, from the small rodeos to the big rodeos, the place is packed, you know, and everybody <laughs> loves rodeo, you know, as much as people want to say, well, you know, PETA this and this and that, man, you know, if I was a horse, I, I'd love for these people to take care of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> that ain't, that ain't no joke. You ain't got to miss a meal. You only got to work about 15 seconds every month or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah some people do that though right <laughs> well, well i haven't figured out that route yet so we'll keep working till we get there yeah that's for sure where are you heading to uh this weekend coming up you going anywhere we're, uh we're at the texas can of fairgrounds for the what they call the four states fair and rodeo this weekend they a cool rodeo they have usually every year it's in the uh in the fall time but they bumped it up the past two years here in the spring and you know it's kind of a cool one to help kick a lot of stuff stuff off throughout the years yeah for sure and right now we're just having some great weather where are you from anyway bro do you tell us a little about about yourself well you know a lot of people can say wherever i lay a pillow down but i grew <laughs> up uh, i was born in mount pleasant texas which is there in northeast texas and my uh my mom's side of the family there from arkansas and that's where I, I grew up went to high school there about an hour north of texarkana where i'm at here now and fort smith and i went to high school there and spent a year in college and uh, SAU down in Magnolia, Arkansas, and then found bullfighting and moved out to Granbury where my father lived, working for him a little bit, and fighting bulls, and you know the rest is kind of history. So we're just moving yeah. around here and there. Absolutely. And so, how does somebody get into bullfighting? I mean, it's just like that. That just seems like a crazy business to be a part of, right there. Well, it comes it it comes with its ter own territory, I guess you could say, but. For me, I was lucky enough. I grew up in a rodeo family. My dad fought bulls for 20, 20 plus years. My uncle raised bulls, and my stepdad rode bulls for a long time. For me, I was I was around the sport and grew up around the sport, and I was just lucky enough to fall into it and find my passion. But, you know, for other people that I know, there's a lot of guys that shoot straight from college. I have a buddy of mine. His name's DeKevis Jordan, very well-known bullfighter right now. And uh, he was actually a D1 running back. He was committed to go to OU. And he started fighting bulls and turned it around, and now he's fighting some of the velocity tours and one of the top freestyle bullfighters in the game too. So it's just it's really really where you come from, and just about like finding any other passion, you just kind of fall into it. Right, and you know you, you see you guys out there, you know you're protecting the rider, you know the best you can. And um, I guess this year uh, wasn't that Dusty Tuckness? He, he got his leg snapped up there in the NFR, didn't he? Yes, sir. You know that's one of them one of them freak ordeals. He was he was in the right spot at the wrong time. I, I guess you could say. Saying that bull just he when he come down, he put his foot right in the top, right below his knee and the top of his top of his shin. And you know when it comes to that kind of kind of pressure, you know it's going to win there. So yeah, exactly. That's one of those deals that that comes with its territory. If you're going to play the game, you're going to win the prize. It's just not right. not and a gift, not, but a win. 
Yeah, I was just going to say that it's not if and it's when. And, you know, it's it's just one of those things. But, you know, he'll be back. I, I don't he should be close to be being back oh, anyway. That, that man, that man right there, he's an <laughs> iron man. When it comes, you won't find anyone that's more physically and mentally fit than Tuck. And, you know, when you come to an injury like that, you know, you kind of write some people off. But when it, when it comes to a guy like Dusty Tuckness, you just can't help see what what's going to happen in the future for him because he's he's just a freak of nature and just somebody everybody should try to be like, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I met you last year, I guess it was over at the Johnson County Rodeo, the Cleburne PRCA. And uh, yes, are you going back again this year? Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't miss Johnson County for nothing. You know, that's uh, that was my, my third my third pro rodeo that I ever got to work in. It was my first mm-hmm. big rodeo. And let me tell you, that one, that one, it kind of holds a special place in my heart. You know, we pack them stands and they just feels like they're right there on top of you. And you, there just ain't nothing better than, than Cleburne, Texas on a Saturday night. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love that rodeo. I live in Glen Ro- or Glen Rose, Grandview, and you know, it's right down the road from me. You know, you know everybody there, and uh, it, it it's just a good time. And uh, I think last year, who who were you running with in in the uh, was it Cody with you last yes, year? Yes, sir. That was uh, Cody Webster. Right, and, and then uh, I'll go ahead Robbie. And tell you, as a as a young guy on my first year coming into the sport, boy, I was I was sweating some bullets that that first night after we went out there and we wrapped them up. And, we just had a good old time. That, that's that's when I kind of kicked in a new gear, you know. I, I got a first time shivers all the way. I'm, I'm here with the big guys. <laughs> right. After that, we had some fun. Yeah, and is Robbie Hodges, is he coming back again this year? No, I don't think Robbie will be back this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a guy named Ronald Burton, he uh, he's originally from Philadelphia, Mississippi. And the cool thing about it, my dad and Ronald fought bulls together for some years. <laughs> so I got I grew up around Ronald. And so now I get to work some rodeos with him and, you know, it's just like a family affair to me now. So, and, and speaking of family, uh, are are you married? Girlfriend? You know, what's the story on you? I have a girlfriend and a little girl. She just turned one in December, and let me tell you, that's a whole new aspect on life right there. But uh, oh, me and Bailey Joe, we've been going at it pretty strong for a, lot, a while now, and I probably should have done gave her a ring, but I don't know what's <laughs> stopping me. But you might as well call her my wife. Yeah, I hear you. So, pretty much, you stay. Are you staying busy all, all year long, or, or how's the things going for you that way? Yes, so far this year on the date books, I've got thirty-two weekends booked so far, and hopefully we can keep on pushing. I'm. I was looking. I was looking for one hundred and thirty performances this year, and I'm. I'm about fifteen shy of that right now. So. That's a good year. That's a definitely a good year. So, are you the type of uh, uh, type of athlete that can just drink beer six days a week and then just get right in that pen and, and feel like a champ? Or are you me? Uh, you know, me personally, I, I come from a beer drinking family, but I'm not. I'm not big on the whole drinking every day. When we go out and have a good time, you know, I'll kick back and have a few cold ones with the guys. But you know, when it comes to when it comes to being an athlete, I look at it. Our sport is just as dangerous and as I'm going to say athletically challenging as, as what football, the NFL, the NBA, what those, you know, I promise you those guys, they ain't going out and drinking beer six day a week. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's just that, that fine line of knowing where, where business is and where fun is. That's right. But, you know, while we're doing our business, we like to have fun doing it. Oh, too. that's that. That's you know, for sure. That just makes it all the much better for sure. For sure. Um, so, you know, where are you going to Texarkana next weekend? What, you know, what other, you know, good rodeos besides Johnson County are you going to be heading to this year? Oh, shoot, man. There's a long list of them that we got coming up and, uh, <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm excited for this year. You know, everything 
really last year we, everything kind of got the halter took off of it after the the pandemic came around this year right. everybody's just we're back to rodeo action and uh next weekend i go to lebanon missouri for a bull riding up there and then the weekend after that i get to go work at college rodeo in big springs and uh then there's another rodeo that's coming up that uh, last year was the first year that they got to have it since the, um, I'm going to say the early 70s is what they said. And mm-hmm. it's in Evansville, Indiana. And we we roll out the roll out the arena on a on an old drag track. And I'm telling you, them people, they like to rodeo up there. <laughs> I hear you. Hey, so does Bailey and uh, your daughter, do they hit the road with you at all during the summer they, or any time? They go, they go when, when they can, and they go a lot. Sometimes, you know, it just works out. You know, she's still a little baby and Bailey Joe mm-hmm. having to work, you know. Sometimes yeah. they get to go with me and sometimes they don't. But when it comes to somebody that loves rodeo, I don't know if there anybody that loves it more than my little girl does. And so how long do do bullfighters, how, you know, how old do they get to where they just like, you know, I just can't do this anymore? You know, it's it's really on how, how you take care of yourself and, and your love for the sport. Like, there's some guys and you can ask, ask around. There's some guys that I guess they reach their expired date and they keep, <laughs> and they keep going. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's rodeo. I mean, I understand it. It's the only thing you've known and you love for a long time. It's a hard thing to let go, but I want to say on average, I'm going to say 15 to 20 years is a, is a very healthy career for a bullfighter. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a, uh, you know, you you in the mind you you know you can still do it but the body says well you, i don't think we're going to do this anymore yes sir you know and so it's you know and out there you know i, I think that you know you have your fans and, and you have you know even the guys you, i'm sure you get a, a close relationship with a lot of bull riders and, and bronc riders a lot of the the contestants out there uh, you know they have to know you by by first name huh absolutely well it's it's rodeo one of those one of the greatest things about rodeo and the way i got to grow up is i had family back home but when i showed up the rodeo i had family when i showed up there too from the time i was i was a little kid i remember i remember being four and five years old and going to rodeo my mom was a barrel racer and dad fought bulls well heck i i say i was community raised in a joking way but it's really not a joke i uh I'd, I'd get passed around people would buy me corn dogs and it's relationships that i still have to this day like i'll show right. up to a rodeo somewhere and, oh what's what's the what's going on you know i'm people that'll say and i changed your butt when you was little kind of deal that happens <laughs> that comes around full force and they're not doing that anymore though are they yeah I, not unless they have to not unless something bad happens Oh man. So, you know, you have, you know, different contractors out there bringing in some ranked bulls. Um, is there, you know, do you know the bulls coming in or are you just, you know, going off how the bull acts left, right, you know, blowing out of there, you know, you just go on, you know, as as the play unfolds. The, as, as a bullfighter's point of view, when, whenever they run one in the buck and shoot, it's just, it's just like, say you're going and petting a snake you never you're, you're going to be cautious because you know that snake might bite you yeah whether i've been around that bull 50 times that this may be that first time where he, he wants to do something kind of weird so you can kind of get a pattern like if say there's certain contractors they'll bring bulls say like the contractor i work quite a few rodeos for them well it'll be the same bulls at most of their rodeos so you can kind of pattern them out but you don't ever want to game plan them because once you start doing that, they'll make a fool out of you. Yeah, that's for sure. So, you know, with the PRCA and, uh, you know, you have to get your permit. And then do you, as a bullfighter, do you have to do so many rodeos before you're a full member? 
Yes, sir. Well, so that was last year was my was my year on my permit. And okay. you um so to get your permit as a PRCA bullfighter, you have to send in five events, whether it's bull ridings, rodeos, or so what it may be that you're fighting bulls at. Well, mm-hmm. they'll send a PRCA evaluate you for your permit there. Well, okay. if, you, if you get approved for your permit, then you have to work five pro rodeos. Right. And then you have you have the announcer, both judges, your other partner that's fighting bulls, the barrel man, the rodeo company, and the rodeo committee. And they all evaluate you on a scale of one to ten on, I believe it's professionalism, on how you are inside the arena, how you are outside the arena, and just categories like that. And it's a scale of one to ten. So getting right. your permits a little easier, but when you get when it comes down to getting your card, that's that's where it gets a little strugglish. Right, and, and there's no hiding. You know, when you're out there fighting bulls, there's no hiding. When you have, you know, the judges and the announcer and these people, everybody's watching you, so there, you can't really fly under the radar so much. That's exactly right. So, and, and, you know, we don't need people flying under the radar when you have, you know, athletes on top of bulls, you know, and they're, you're there to save their life or to protect them from injury. We don't need people flying under the radar. Well, it, it's just I'll, I'll refer back to to NBA or the NFL. You don't you don't go out there. You don't see somebody throwing seven inter- interceptions per game being starting quarterback. <laughs> and yeah, which you got to if you're gonna if you're gonna be in that part and you're hired for that part. I, the way I look at it, Clint Craig he he made the NFR in the board out in 04 in 2007, and he was he was a critical I guess appearance mm-hmm. key in my life. And I've always, when I showed up the rodeos, you get out and you have your boots and starch pants on and start shirt on, you're there at rodeo. And yeah. And it's that it, you get judged on your appearance from the time that you show up to how you ride to when you get in the car. Right. For sure. <laughs> what are your uh, long-term goals, Brody? My long, you know, everybody says the NFR, that's their long-term goal. I want to mm-hmm. go at least three times. I know, I know I have it in me, but. Uh, my long-term goals is really I want to be the best father figure that I can be when it comes when it comes to being a rodeo parent, I guess you could say, because yeah. I know how hard it is for on on family lives. But I want to be the best. I just want to be the best parent that I can be, and just uh, fill all my goal, fill all my goals and dreams, and allow it to open up more for others. That's what I want my long term long term goal to be. Absolutely, man. And, you know, I I just want to say thank you for being on the show with us, you know, letting people know who Brody is, you know, and, and what you're doing. And, and I, I can't wait to see you here. And uh, I think it's June 8th to June 11th will be yes, uh, Cleburne. And I think that's going to be a real good time. Maybe we'll crack a beer before or after, let's say after, <laughs> after the rodeo. We'll have, a, you know, a couple of drinks and uh Hopefully you stay safe, everybody's safe, and we'll just have a good time out at, at Cleburne in June. Yes, sir. But uh, you stay safe out there, uh, I guess, in Texarkana this weekend, and uh, appreciate you being on the show where Rodeo Beats the Road, and uh, we'll catch up with you probably in another you know, couple months. You bet. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Great. Thank you, Brody.